When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Why Is Mr. Feeney a Car, a Millennials TV-guided tour through the action television of yesteryear. Today we enter the high-flying, Russian-spying, people-dying world of Airwolf. Aaron, this was a fun one. I, I'm so glad, because I was watching this, I'm like, this is actually a really fucking banger episode of Airwolf. If Jesse said, meh. I was like, the, the experiment's dead. Experiment's dead. There's just no way he's ever going to appreciate oh, any geez. of this shit. Uh, I didn't know the stakes were that high. Because yeah, most of them, I'm like, yeah, this is. I can see why a person could be like, this is kind of terrible. What the hell? And, and this isn't. Like, I'm not saying this is great, but it's wildly entertaining. The the like the budget and the execution of just the stunts and the special effects and just the sets and the costuming were just so much higher than the baseline schlock in 19, 1985 or what, whatever this was playing. Uh, great guest star, David Carradine, Bill right. from Kill Bill yeah. himself. Who a, outacted our, our lead. Who, oh, uh, easily, easily. He could be outacted by like a, um, uh, what, what, are, what are those things you put your two by fours across to make a, a cut? A horse. To cut the, yeah. Saw, saw horse. horse. <laughs> not, not, uh, a real horse would would run circles around him in an, in the acting department. Even a sawhorse, I think, could outact. Well, you know, that's the same. Jan Michael Vincent. It seems like because you're right. When I'm watching this, I'm like, God, this guy just isn't good. Uh, <laughs> except when he's got that steely vengeance yeah. gaze, where he's about well, that's to the squeeze. Whole time. When he's about to squeeze, but like especially glaring out of that helmet, like you know, when he's right. when, when when the other when the guest star of the week sees that look, it knows it's his ass. Is what I'm That's saying. True. And I think he's good at that. And also, like, they have a nice dynamic between him and, like, Dom. Because Dom is a nut. And he's, like, gregarious and, like, his uh, emotions on his sleeve. And, like, Hawk is his straight man. I think I think that dynamic already in the, by, by the midway of the first season was really strong. And, yeah. Uh, this was this was definitely strong for a season one episode. Yeah, that's because that's the thing. It's season one, episode 11. Uh, they got a lot of these chemistry issues uh, uh, nailed down. They got some impressive, like I said, special effects. <clears throat> I they they've got a. I always joked about like every helicopter death in Airwolf is it spiraling, trailing smoke behind the hill, and then an explosion goes right. off. But they, no, I, I forgot that they also occasionally construct a mock up of a helicopter out of plywood, <laughs> blow it up, what? set it on fire, and drop it from a crane. They do do that sometimes too, uh, but but no, yeah, they have they have a lot of impressive amount of stock footage and explosions and and they they keep it going and the sped up footage is a little hokey, but honestly, I don't even know why they do it because the coolest stuff the Airwolf does is kind of like it's real speed, like when it's doing a maneuverability course and 
Like the absurdly low altitude they get before it pops its wheels out. I always think that's super fucking cool. It just like comes out right before it touches the ground. Whoop, the wheels pop right. out. Right. That's just a show off move, right? Like- it is. It is. <laughs> but it look, it makes it look fucking cool. And uh, I was just yeah. extremely nostalgic and big smile on my face throughout this. Uh, the music. There's this. Oh, like- dude, the music. I gotta say, the sound in this episode is particularly good. Like, it's legit good. It's like brooding synth, like these soaring, kind of heroic. Uh, they 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 replace the synth with some horns every once in a while to give it a little gravitas. Mm-hmm. Like when strings trying to get uh, revenge off of a struck in Fremony. Um. Yeah, I, 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 it's just, I don't know. Struck and Fremony. That's a, that's a good beer name right there. The Struck and Frenemy. Stricken Fremony. Yeah. I like Strucken. Strucken better. Sounds a little drunker for sure. Yeah. It starts, yeah, the low ABV version is Stricken. And then the Strucken (laughs) is the Imperial. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a quintessential, I know, I, this seems like, yes, this feels like the highest rated episode of Airwolf. Uh, right, it definitely lays claim to that. Have you? Let me ask you this: Have you warmed <laughs> up to the theme song any? A little kinda... bit, okay, because they really—they're playing the theme song throughout the a entire lot. episode. Yeah, a lot, a lot, and and they do this cool thing. Well, kind of cheesy thing, but they they put in like digital, like um, what would you call it? interference sound effects when they're around the supercomputer that is like mm. an important part of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they play the theme song through the like the glitching out sound effects mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. And so now it, actually today, really creepy, yeah. I've just been working on the machinery and stuff at work and like doing a little trumpet voice to myself, like, like at work I, I gotta be careful because it's a really loud work environment so I could like I like seeing and stuff sure. to myself at work and then every now and then I turn around and there's someone like 18 inches away <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just doing the mouth trumpet of the airwolf song no big deal just play my mouth trumpet boss uh, <laughs> no I, I've said many times like when I'm doing something especially when I'm like driving fast or riding my motorcycle fast or mm. you know cornering at speed I'm all I'm like half the time humming this uh night rider's still cooler though night rider yeah night rider is pretty i mean it's up there it's up there for sure um shall we get into the recap yeah let's do it take it away aaron uh they added something that i don't remember but it definitely I deeply grokked is this airwolf briefing and schematics that they kind of open the show for oh, new yeah. viewers like hey here's the whole deal yeah these yeah. guys have kind of stolen airwolf from us and they're holding <laughs> a hostage until we find his brother and here's airwolf and here's all of its capabilities and it's like all this wireframe 1980s graphics that I was just like oh fuck yes when I was a kid I yeah I used to love draw like half of my childhood drawings, especially like from age 11 to 14, an embarrassing amount of them are schematics of like stupid robots and technology I was going to develop. And I love doing three way views mm. and cutaway views and sh- showing. Ima- yeah. Like showing imaginary parts and machinery and stuff. Uh, mm. So this, this stuff was fucking my jam. <laughs> I also noticed the airwolf service ceiling is 90,000 feet. 
Is that a lot or not That's a lot? That's a lot. That's a lot okay. for a helicopter, I think. I think. <laughs> right. But it's also mock capable, which I you think, think is impossible it, for helicopters. You would think it would be uh, heavy as hell. Like, there's oh, a lot of doodads in there. It's got an armor? The armor that it's carrying. Mm, like, it's essentially right, impervious yeah. to small arms and even cannon fire. Yeah, yet they're, like, constantly flying around in canyons and stuff. If it can do 90,000 feet, it should basically be able to nuke you from orbit. It's true. But I guess that's your, you're going to be visible on radar. Who knows? Uh, though I think it's oh, kind of stealthy, too. But <laughs> So, in his first scene, after the briefing, uh, Hawk flies Airwolf into the side of a canyon. Dom screams they're consumed in a ball of fire. That's it. Yep. Episode over. Series yeah. over. It's a wrap. They they first they crash into um, Mike who's still falling from the uh, MacGyver episode. <laughs> <laughs> they chop her up with the helicopter blades and then crash into the side of the canyon wall. Uh, something that Jim and I do to amuse ourselves is anytime you have a setup of an episode like this, uh, we love to cut like like pretend like it is the end and just cut to the final yeah. credits. And it's just I don't know, it always slays me. It's uh, <laughs> no, very funny, you know. Um, but the, yeah, they're, they're flying in this Canyon. Uh, they, uh, it's, it's, it's your standard mission where airwolves trying to get the drop on a fast moving ground target. They're going in low to avoid the radar. Uh, Stringfellow Hawk is turboing through the Canyon. Cause he's a, he's a, he's a maniac. Uh, I, man, every time a Hawk's helmet snaps into visor mode, it also just like the little kid in me goes like, fucking yeah, it looks so cool. <laughs> and it's got that little red laser mark, the designator on it. Uh, he mm-hmm. spots this uh, old Russian APC and it blows it the fuck. And then he's like trying to pull out a can. He's like, I don't know, Dom, but the controls feel mushy. Right. Yeah. And he flies right to the wall. And uh, Dom wakes up in heaven, but it's actually just Archangel, and they're in a sophisticated simulator. Uh, yeah. So I, I, on my second uh go through of this episode, I was wondering because there's a throwaway line where it's like, "There's a APC that looks like it's Russian made." I think that might have been a little clue that mm. the that the models used in the simulator were Russian. Yeah. Although you would that- think. We would also be simulating fighting the Russians because they're the number one enemy. So I, mean, True. I don't know. True, but it you're might right. have it, been g- clever writing. It turns out the the big bad was a Russian espionage agent trying to steal the plans for Airwolf. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we're going to meet the developer of the simulator, which is a Doctor Robert Winchester, uh, mm-hmm. who's played by David Carradine. And <laughs> well, I- <laughs> Just cracks me up. All these pilots and stuff. It's like, can we get someone under the age of forty-five, maybe, for one of these flyboys? Stringfellow Hawk is thirty-five. They said it in the dossier. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but it's what's interesting is he's introduced as an acolyte of Airwolf's designer Moffat, which we found out in the pilot is a homicidal maniac. Yeah, he he turned evil. And I think there is a little like there's this rivalry between Hawk and uh, Winchester. The yes. names of these guys, Archangel, Hawk, Winchester, <laughs> yes. um, is is like the, he's he's like, I don't I just don't trust him. <laughs> Those are also the names of the three Frisbee golf discs I use the most. <laughs> that the Manta, the Shark and <laughs> the, 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 the Basket Reaper. I don't know. Uh, basket reaper. <laughs> super soft basket reaper uh, ultra oh. ultra s 
Uh, long throwing, no fading. No fade, that's right. A <laughs> little, little, little disc golf humor for the three or four stoners out there to get it. Um, yep. oh, happy 420, by the way, tomorrow to all the uh, disc golf enthusiasts all who celebrate, yeah, who all, who all who partake. Um, so Dom is kind of oohing and aahing over this simulator, which is like amazing by 2023 standards. Right, and right yeah, it's, it's hyper-realistic graphics in yeah. like 1988. Yeah, although I will say, goddamn, my son plays this DCS game and at highest oh, resolution geez. on a decent machine. I can't tell. Oh, A-Rod here. I can't tell the whippersnappers. Well, he's got the I, full I don't weather effects on. It's pretty, pretty, pretty. Okay. I'm going to say right. it, and I've never been wrong before. <laughs> graphics will never look more realistic than they do right now you can okay. you can you can take that to the bank indeed uh you know who's not impressed with the simulator hawk who comes out there is like dude stupid it's a stupid video <laughs> video machine a real airwolf real airwolf <laughs> wouldn't have, would have made out of that canyon this is dumb i'm going home it's literally you're not being you're not you're not joking when you say video machine either. No, yeah. <laughs> he calls it a video machine. He's like my father damning my Game Boy. Give me that video machine. You should have <laughs> mowed the lawn three hours ago. Get, give me that video machine. You're painting a very complex picture of your father this episode. <laughs> it's not that complicated, honestly. Uh, he's just a, your standard maniacal uh, boomer dad. Um, I love you, dad, even though you never mm-hmm. listen to a podcast. So, you know what? No, no, no. I got to keep it clean. <laughs> I'm going to say it now. If my daughter ever has a podcast, I'm going to go ahead and not listen to it also. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess that's... Out of respect. Out liberating. of respect. It's, there's, want, this, it is a little liberating. Yeah. But they're not going to interfere that way. Exactly. Um, God, I love these sets. They're, this is like probably some hangar bay reuse from Battlestar Galactica. Totally, but it's got these like, totally. like, like fiber optic panels and fiber optic hoses. And the cables are in the, the cables light up like a gamer PC. Yeah. 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 Except for they're not RGB. It's just all white lights. Cause that shit's expensive. It <laughs> that's turns a out. good look though. It does look fucking cool, but I'm certain that that's a Buck <laughs> Rogers set or something. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. It, it looks is. so good, and it's like this. This fucking episode's chock full of them. We finally, I, I so mad we get to see the Wolf Slayer. We kind of saw it from a distance, but like how that Mesa works and it's hollow and it's kind of their base of operations and looks so Mesa at the Mesa. It looks so good in the snow too. Goddamn, Airwolf's cockpit is badass. Like it's they, they got a lot of good sets. Stringfellow Hawk's uh, cabin is excessive, but it's cool, a cool location. <laughs> Uh, Archangel got a new hot girl in an ice cream yeah. flight suit. Her name is Morella. I don't know much about her. I don't think she came in late in the season, and I don't think she lasted to the second. So I hope she doesn't enjoy mountaineering. That's all I can say. True. True. Uh, Winchester insists that they have to get Hawk back to participate in phase two of the program, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Winchester's assistant, Diana, gives Dom and the hot girl... Uh, Marella, a tour of the sim viewing system and talks about the capabilities of the sim and the helicopter. And Dom says, wow, uh, Diane, you could hardly tell the difference. And it smash cuts to Hawk saying, uh, I could tell the difference. And he's upset because he thinks that they're attempting to teach him things. And yeah. He, and he's more of a self-taught type of guy. Right. Yeah. But Archangel says, no, no, Hawk, it's not that at all. It's just that 
there's only one of you and what and you do crazy shit you play cello to bald eagles <laughs> you go mountain climbing with macgyver uh you you, you you drink heroic amounts and do frightening amount of drugs what if something happens to you uh right. we'd have no one to replace your piloting skills and also like eventually we want a whole airwolf program when we find your brother and you give us the the, the helicopter back we got so hawk's like fine fine i guess sure <laughs> um, like how you play him as like a uh, a more juvenile batman <laughs> kind of yeah yeah a lot of rest of development here um Hawk also de- 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 reveals that he knows a lot about this Winchester and his original participation in an air wa- uh, airwolf program. And he asks ha- uh, Archangel why he didn't make it into the airwolf program. And Archangel says his technical skills are too valuable. And Hawk's like, mm-hmm. that's what I, I saw what I heard. I heard he couldn't cut it. I heard he washed out. So, and and they, they talk about the mop. So anyway, um, I don't know. I, I, I want to... I can't think of an elegant way to talk about it, but they make a Pete Rose reference here. Oh, right. Yeah. Pete Rose will live forever. Famed Cincinnati Red Pete Rose. And I just want to put that out there because uh, he's a local legend and uh, disgraced and like 92 years old. This man is clinging to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're talking of in this like episode. Like hit record. They're talking about how he's immortal, like <laughs> how he'll live forever. Yeah. In I this episode. He's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Dom's like, ah, I can't wait till he goes to the Hall of Fame. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> uh but this is like this is like in the, the the heyday of the the big red machine, I guess. Like the the Reds must have been something at a national level for them to get this kind of play. Uh I uh, I can only imagine. I lived in Indianapolis. We didn't have a major league team, so like I have never given a fuck about baseball. Like, uh, I know who yeah. Pete Rose is, but that's about it. Seattle Mariners. The only I'm I'm rooting for the Mariners to win now, because if they're winning, it's less likely that my ferry is going to be full of Mariners fans who left the game early. Ah. <laughs> so now I want them to win home games, so my commute chess. is better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's as far as my like a, a sincere fan of, it, and he's taken me to a couple oh, yeah. games, and I'm I do love watching a baseball game. I like going a nice, to the ball game. Nice sure. yeah, yeah, eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, but mm-hmm. I fucking. He's always like, oh, this uh, Shinobi guy, he's uh, his ERBs are uh, over <laughs> VA. And it's kind of I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking total. Totally. Yeah. Totally. This IPA over ESB is. Um, sure. I'm, I'm like, sure, sure, dad, when are going to have another Seattle dog? Um, <laughs> yeah, Seattle dogs are good. So uh, Archangel's like, OK, what if I let you take Airwolf to some hidden spot in the desert every night? You know, we won't even make you stay at the facility. And and Hawk's like, fine. Uh, so Dom and Hawk drive out to the Wolf Slayer. As I mentioned, it's shrouded in snow. Uh, it's such a great like. And, and this also show is a little bit like Voltron in that they only write about thirty minutes of script, and then they can count on. Well, you know, Dom right. and Hawk's gonna have to drive out the Wolf Slayer, and we'll get at least sixty seconds out of that. And uh, you know, they got a they got a power up and ooh and all over the cockpit. There's like five minutes of just the same shit you always get in Airwolf that they can kind of like rely on. Um, I do wonder I did wonder now that I'm watching as an adult, how the fuck did they maintain Airwolf? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, isn't it like a I don't whatever, like the current edition of like a, of a U.S. fighter 
engine, a uh, fighter jet is. Yeah. It's like for every one hour of airtime, it requires a hundred hours of maintenance. I, and <laughs> like, I would imagine helicopters are probably even, if anything, more intense. Right. And the jet, the jet fuel, <laughs> presumably. The weapons. I mean, like, I know the Archangels Foundation oh, the, uh, is probably fronting them on that, but like. The maintenance. How do they do the maintenance? Because like if they drop it off at a garage, they they'll just steal bonnie. it. They need a bonnie. They need a bonnie. Yeah, they need a bonnie. They need a bonnie and uh, a bonnie mobile. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dom and Hawk bro bond over how sexy Airwolf is and how they want to fuck it, fuck its pito tubes. Yeah. Okay. And Dom's like, you know, Hawk, I kind of like the idea. A guy my age, of something surviving beyond my death. Like it, right. it, it's it's cool. Future pilots learning from our skills and flying against Hawk and 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 Dom and wondering who the hell were these guys? They're so good. And he's kind of like Hawk's kind of warming up to the idea. But it's a silly premise, though, right? Because he's like, we'll live as legends. These unbeatable algorithms uh, for future pilots to test off of. But it's like the pilots in the future are gonna get keep getting better and better. It's like. Plus, like, let's say that you had a perfect simulation of Baron Von Richthofen or whatever. <clears throat> like, who the fuck is going to practice in a Sopwith Camel taking him out? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten, like, I get Airwolf is yeah. advanced, but in 20 years, they'll have, you know, Air Tiger and it's going to be <laughs> dog piss. Oh, damn. Right. It's like, a. I don't know, trying to study, like, Fran Tarkington because he was the best quarterback right. in his era. <laughs> but it's right. like, no, uh, there's there's 28 quarterbacks in the league right now better than Fran Tarkington. Especially that, that's like, in that, in that league, like, a good uh, <laughs> a good passing year for a, a quarterback was, like, 3,000 yards. Like, yeah. oh, he's blistering the gridiron. Yeah. He, he almost had 40% completions. <laughs> um. So, meanwhile, uh, Winchester and Diane are back at the simulator, and he smugly outdoes Hawk by pulling the virtual airwolf out of the canyon. <laughs> I beat the video game that I made. <laughs> Take that, straight <laughs> fellow. you try, honey. You did real good. <laughs> yeah, great. After you tweaked the simulator three times. Uh-huh, and you did use safe states, so this is not <laughs> an official speed run. The next day, Hawk and Dom land at the research facility, which is hiding out in plain sight in a remote, rugged location. Uh, they quickly install a telemetry pod and airwolf to track their maneuvers and then have them do a whole bunch of exercises, um, which honestly seem kind of dangerous. Like, Hawk is acting like, oh, he's, he's doing like an imitation of a Buick commercial. You know, like, oh, they're putting us through Detroit's hardest traffic pass. It's the all-new Airwolf, rugged, reliable. <laughs> um, but they're doing, yeah, they're, they're essentially having Airwolf do traffic cone yeah, maneuvers, which seem, I think looks ridiculous. It's stupid. Yes. I can't imagine the yeah. military context of it, but it looks fucking cool <laughs> and dangerous. It does, because it's way dangerous. Yeah, it's like this is a civilian aircraft, <laughs> wheels up, just two feet from the ground like the stunt pilots they had on the show must have been honestly incredible dude absolutely like um, they fuck up and the production loses a million dollars and potentially their lives yeah that's true interesting uh insured to hell i'm sure do you know like it's funny that these this this and blue thunder the two helicopter shows and blue thunder had a movie too i looked wow. into this there are countless official kits 
across the country because they uh-huh. they built like 70 of them or something. There's yeah. there's dozens of restored General Lees that were actually in. There are no extant copies of Blue Thunder or <gasps> Airwolf. There's only ever what? one Airwolf, what? actual what flyable Airwolf. It? As soon as the, the series Russians? was canceled, they rebuilt it back into a civilian oh, weird. Uh, helicopter. It did service as an air ambulance in the Alps and crashed in 1997, killing all aboard and destroying the airframe. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we need uh, to go recover. Can we go to the crash site, recover <laughs> some chunks of Stringfellow Hawk's air- eyebrow? Yeah. Oh, uh, he was still piloting it. Is <laughs> <laughs> this deep cover as an air hospital? But yeah, it's like there are. Yeah, you can't. There's no like. Uh, there's no museums. Like there's no Smithsonian exhibits. Wow. It's just they're what gone. A shame. Yeah, too expensive. I had to take care of them. Um. So, uh, Hawk. So Hawk makes fun of this this pity pot, potty bullshit. Uh, they also destroy stationary and moving vehicles. And uh, Winchester says they're not going to be using live ammo. The computer's going to do all the telemetry. And he uses that uh, to play a trick on Hawk. So Hawk is doing this mobile exercise where, ridiculously, he's, like, following this Jeep 50 foot off of its rear bumper. Yeah. And slaloming with it when, I mean, like, I imagine as a helicopter, you just turn on your guns and just blow it, you know, like, why do you have to get on the tail of a Jeep? Why do you have to get on a Jeep 6 to take it out? Um, but he does, and the Winchester has the goal to say he missed. Ninety thousand feet, by the way. Right, right. Ninety thousand feet. Um, so uh, Archangel uh, later over mimosas. Archangel's got a uh, RV on the lab site where he's staying in luxury, and he offers it. He says, "You know, I got I got the beefed up security here at the lab. You could you're free to uh, keep Airwolf here. Uh, it'll be safe." And Hawk and Dom like, "Fuck that. We're going Airwolf camping." Uh, and Winchester comes and says you're only 87% accurate accurate today which sends Hawk into a tizzy damning Uh the computers and the statisticians and Winchester pokes him about who's going to be more prone to lie the computer or the pilot pilot. the man who wants to to humiliate the pilot huh huh uh huh and this is all part of a clever ruse it is. There's like wheels within wheels. I'm not sure it they is. all track, but there's a lot of wheels. No, it tracks perfectly. All right. It's... So <laughs> they're they're out cowboy camping with Airwolf. They got a cool camo net thrown over it so it can't be seen from the air. And Dom by the campfire is like, what gives, Hawk? Uh, you didn't give a shit about any of this simulating stuff. Right. Until he it makes says, a good point. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you think it's all dumb and these computers are wrong. And then the computer says you're wrong. And you're like, what the fuck? And take it totally to heart. <laughs> yeah. And he says this is about the deep history that Winchester had with Moffat, that they kind of simpatico spoke the same language and he doesn't trust him. He doesn't like him and he's made it personal. Uh, And Dom sees that Hawk's getting worked up about it. So we quickly change the subject about how nice it is to be out of the city. And he observes the big moon in the sky and they have a coyote howling competition. They do. They do. There's some uh, po- problematic and outdated ideas get expressed. About, yeah, the, the, uh, the coyotes, their individual inner coyotes' manliness. Yeah, yeah. And machismo were called into question. Right. Yeah, one was accused of uh, painting its fingernails. How uh, dare it? 
Well, Jay, I mean, your your fingernails are painted. Does this mean they sure are, Aaron? You are not a real man. I'm definitely not a real coyote. <laughs> also, like as like he says that your coyote, you sound like a coyote paint his fingernails. Coyotes don't have fingernails, man. They might paint their claws. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't really have. Oh god, on, I just god. had a weird mental image of a coyote with it's like disturbing. human fingers. <laughs> I had the same thing. I had the same thing. It's disturbing. It's weird that they went with coyote though instead of you know wolf howls. Right, the guy's name is Wolf. But I guess uh, like a pack of wolves would be legit. Wait, scary his name to hear. is Hawk. Hang on, but it's Air Wolf. Right? Shouldn't yeah. he be Air Hawk? Well, it's it's it's. I mean, it's the helicopter, not the man. Uh, who, well, which is really the star of the show. That's the thing. How do you like, separate the two anymore? Uh, once you got the helmet on, I don't think you can. He's more a helicopter now than man. Twisted and evil. I don't know. I, I like a good nighttime shot, and it looks like they actually filmed it at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's real nighttime for sure. It looks it, cold. They're just goofing. They're just goofing by a campfire, yeah, and this uh, is a little sexist. This, yeah, and, this is your theory of like, yeah, well, we'll just plan for two minutes of them just goofing around at the fire. We don't yeah. need to write this. And they have a good chemistry. Like Ernest Borgnine can like make pretty shitty material entertaining just by being a lunatic. Yeah. You see, he actually, you know what? He actually reminds me of like, he's a, he's like, he's, he's a lot like Jim's dad with the edges <laughs> okay. sanded off of him. Cause like, okay. Al, like Jim's dad, Al was this big, high energy, gregarious guy. What? Yeah. Motor mouth Italian. What? Sound, sounded like a made man. Uh, yeah, dude, wow. I wish you guys could, I uh, could meet Jim's dad. He, he is a board, he's a board game demon. Complete what? nutcase, maniacal competitor, funny as uh, hell, really gets uh, under Jim's skin occasionally. I'm it's, it's shocked. <laughs> it's a hoot. Huh. Uh, well, there you go. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? So at a dive bar, Winchester gives Diana a whirl. I want to talk about Diana here because you mentioned it on on the the live watch you were doing last night on the on on uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash Blue underscore J underscore Streams. Thank you. Uh, you said I I think I've seen this woman in some of these other shitty shows we've watched, and indeed you have. This is Sandra Curie, who played Francesca in Knight Rider season one episode six, not a drop to drink, the cow math episode. Oh yeah. She's the fiery. She's, she's the fiery redhead. Oh, thank you so much, Calmath. Okay, it all finally clicked. I on knew that your one. eyes would be glazed until I said Calmath, and then like <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> would all come together. <laughs> I wonder if there's a helicopter jet fuel version of Calmath. Like, all right, well, we got. One how many gallons foot. to the aeronautical mile do we get when <laughs> yeah. the head spin head speed is at? Uh, I will say that the Sandra. Cur- I wonder if Sandra Curie is a professional dancer because I noticed a couple things. They shoehorned them kind of cutting a rug, and she was mm. doing some twists and twirls. And she's got fantastic legs, mm-hmm. uh, like really well developed calves and whatnot. And like wow. later in the episode, she'll be doing like jazzercise to distract guards, and she she, she looks really good in the leotard. When I was wonder. talking about cow math, I didn't mean we're talking about well-developed calves. 
Yeah, what is the uh, Euclidean <laughs> geometry of those those puppies? Uh, anyway, she butters this guy up, and they talk about their plan of goading Hawk into a head-to-head simulator challenge so they can I get s- more data uh, on him. Yeah. And that they th- that Hawk was perfect, and they fabricated his, his shitty test result. They're in, like, a committed relationship, right? They're, like, boyfriend and girlfriend at, at this point. It seems like it. I think so, but, but I mean, obviously, this is like some kind of uh, Red Robin Russian right operation. <laughs> and she's she's very operation good at Onion acting. Ring. Red Sparrow, <laughs> not Red Robin. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it, it is a funny moment where uh, she's talking about double crossing um, Stringfellow, and then immediately. Finds another man to talk to about she's, yeah, double she crossing. A, she she nuzzles up to uh, Carradine and spills his drink in his lap. It's like, oh, honey, you need to go rinse that out with cold water now. And Carradine's mm-hmm. like, okay. And uh, she then sidles over, and this Russian John Turturro looking fucker says, "Oh, how much control do you have over your med?" And she's like, "Complete." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." Uh, and, and she's like, she observes that the machines keep getting smarter, but men stay exactly as stupid as they've been since the dawn of fucking time. And she's not, no lie. That's no lies detected. We're, we're pretty, we're pretty dumb. That's what I like about machines. They keep getting smarter and I say just as dumb. Uh, yeah. I wonder what version of chat GPT Airwolf has installed on it. Um, it's so funny looking at like how they envisioned advanced technology and artificial intelligence back in right. the 80s and yeah. what it is like now everybody spends all their time trying to trick it into writing porn for them. Right. Uh, so uh, Hawk is doing a demonstration the next day and he's lining up on a target, takes a shot, and he immediately asks for uh, confirmation on the kill. And uh, Winchester's like, yeah, we don't do that till the end of the day. And Hawk's like, bullshit, I'm taking right. off right now. Unless you tell me if I hit that target and Winchester says you whiffed it. And Hawk says, I'm landing this bird. And I'm talking to you right now, mister. I'm, I'm, I'm calling the ref out to the mound. <laughs> right. Which usually gets you ejected. Yeah. Yeah. But he also owns the ball. So um, <laughs> I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. So Hawk is genuinely pissed and he lands and he jumps in the Winchester's face. and He demands to know, Hey, if you know so much, why aren't you the one flying Airwolf? Right. And uh, Winchester says, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pity. And Hawk says, it's a shame there aren't two Airwolves so we could settle this like men. <laughs> and Winchester says, guess what, pal? Yeah. I can simulate two. Yeah. Finally, PvP, Airwolf v. Airwolf. And it's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, there is like Hawk expresses a suspicion like, well, how do I know you're going to play this square? Because, like, it's a valid question. He's been cheating the whole time thus far. And he's like, ah, oh, it's a matter of pride. I won't. I wouldn't do that. Like, okay. He's also like, do you want to swap helicopters? So it's a little bit of that scene in, uh, in Princess Bride. Yeah. Of, like, which yeah. class has the poison. Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> Shrinkfellow's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll beat you no matter what. <laughs> Even if you want to cheat. I'll either know for sure you're cheating or I'll beat you. So now they're facing off heli to heli, and there's this mm-hmm. great shot where they're using probably uh, apparently split split screen technology to show the two airwolves in the simulator squared off. 
Um, and the synthesizer, this is where the, the really cool synthesizer <laughs> sets up and the airwolves take off in each other's faces and head off in opposite directions. And it's like, it is like, like men pacing off in a duel. It's just ridiculously cool. Um, oh, there's also, uh, I, I, I skipped the scene where Dom is talking to Hawk about being unsure about letting airwolf be. He's like, I don't know, Hawk, this seems like, uh, it's personal. You're letting them hook up the machines to our sweet baby, and I don't know about that. And Hawk's like, damn it, uh, this is personal. I gotta beat this guy. And uh, Carradine has, so he, he's, he's, he's perfected the airwolf profile now after all these days of testing. He's got it dialed in, and he asks Hawk, is this, you know, is it handling like airwolf? And Hawk's like, yeah. So Carradine says, all right, put him on the ground. And just from inside the simulator, I thought it was funny, because we just saw Hawk flying at like two or 300 feet, what was the simulated experience like? Did he just instantly snap to the ground? <laughs> two seconds later, they're head to head. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. That'd be disorientating, I would think. He throws up in his helmet. <laughs> he, he puts the visor down so people can't see. It just flashes. <laughs> um, so John Turturro, Russian John Turturro is outside the base hiding in the bushes with some commandos. He's up to no good. Uh, Winchester is able to track Hawk down and get a beat on him and just rake his airwolf with cannon fire. And Winchester taunts him about not being able to lose him. And Hawk says, I'm not trying to lose you. I'm giving you a little flying lesson. He hits the boosters, climbs at a steep angle, enters combat mode, executes a hammerhead turn that puts him on uh, Winchester's tail. A missile launch later, and apparently is over, but... Their exercise is interrupted by security klaxons warning mm-hmm. about a perimeter breach. Russian John Turturro. Yeah, the Russians get it. They like uh, annihilate a truck full of guys first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, this is this is a chance for um, kind of the tone between the two rival pilots to change a little bit because uh, Stringfellow notices that. Uh, uh, David Carradine, he wants to protect Airhawk during this uh, this emergency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like oh, he must be cool because his only his only <laughs> thought during this invasion is we must get Airwolf to safety. Just really impressive. Oh, I said Airhawk. Oh, I thought you were being funny. <laughs> no, no, just oh, okay. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Winchester, like you said, springs into action to try to push Airwolf out of the hangar so they can get up in the air. Airwolf, Airwolf then manages to take off and just runs a Russian Turturro off the base. Uh, I, I do think that Airwolf is cool in comparison to Knight Rider and A-Team and some of the others we've seen, and they're willing to kill motherfuckers. That's they what I was, was going to say. I, I like that about this show. It was such a breath of fresh air after A-Team. That like people could die in this show. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, what does uh, that say about me? I don't know. And I do think that like they intended Airwolf to be a little bit more mature and sexy action yeah. alternative to some of the more fa- family friendly. You know, they're they're doing a lot of sex, a lot of you know drugs and hard drinking and killing, lots of killing. A team. If if this was a team, there would be a lot more parachutes. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, a lot of guys bailing out before their shit explodes. <laughs> yep. Uh, Archangel shows up and just chews 
Winchester and Hawk a new asshole right. for the misuse of resources. Do you think this was warranted or not? Because I think it was kind of overreacting. Like, wouldn't you get great data from this, like, PvP yes, experience? Yes, but doing it off the books and almost getting Airwolf captured by a commando team would have been a disaster. So, like... <laughs> well, the, maybe they should have done the an official thing. commando team's not their fault. Huh? <laughs> it's not their fault there was a commando team. No, but I'm saying, like, doing it off the books where there's nobody there at the base except for maybe a skeleton security team. I don't know. Archangel does take credit for the security team repelling the invasion, even though obviously it was Airwolf that did it. So, <laughs> um, And Archangel also demands to know what the fuck you for, because of your unlicensed operation, are the only ones that knew had someone in this room is the right. betrayer. So he shuts mm-hmm. down Winchester and Diane, confines them under lab arrest, and they're like, what the fuck, you can't do this? And... Malaka or Malar- Mal- Malena is like it's malarkey. She's like uh, it's national. We're we're a government agency. This is national security. You're fucked. So, right. Oh right. Yes. About all <laughs> oh that. right. Yeah, I did forget about the whole treason thing. Damn. Yeah, we have we have black sites. Okay. <laughs> um. Which so- also, why don't they just kidnap and torture Stringfellow until he reveals <laughs> where? Where uh, Airwolf is. I don't I don't know. Like making the official channels of the government that ruthless is probably a little bit too far for nineteen eighty five television series. Oh come on. They'll, they'll, cha- <laughs> they'll tie a, na- a half naked woman out in the desert and have her die of exposure. Holy but, shit, uh, I did forget about that. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> that was I, pretty I, wild. I, I just wish I wish the pile wasn't two hours long. Yeah. I think that would have been a really cool like sixty minute they could even have it be a little long. You know what, can we, is it too late to change the name of this podcast to I Wish the Pilot Wasn't Two Hours Long? (laughs) Yeah. Feature-length pilot suck, starring Jay and Aaron. (laughs) Mostly Jay. (laughs) So Hawk comforts Ah. Winchester and says, hey, I know you're innocent because your first instinct was to save our, our sweet lady here. And he gives him credit for the duel, saying he fought a hard contest. They're both pretty false modesty about it. Um, I mean, it's funny. These kids are written like 10-year-olds on a baseball diamond, you know, showing grudging respect for each other's pitching and hitting game. Yeah, but now they're friends. So yeah, there's these fun. shy smiles between them. And like, oh, Hawk, you it's really like you, mean it? You got me. Well, you never know. You could have gotten out of that situation, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But now it's on. Yeah. I love it. Um... So, uh, 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 Winchester asks Hawk if it's anything like flying a real uh, airwolf. He's like, I tell you what, Doc, once this all blows over, I'll bring uh, airwolf back for another demonstration and I'll take you for a spin. Hell yeah. And uh, Diana looks on with approval. Everything's happening according to her plan. Was it her plan for them to become friends, though? I don't think it was. Well, he, she just wanted to scheme a way for airwolf to be hooked up to their computers. Right. And this is suiting her purposes, uh, whether they do it as rivalry or like geeking out BFFs. It's it's all the same to her. The uh, Internet has really ruined a lot of good espionage of like planting miniature tape cassette recorders in like potted yeah. plants and stuff. <laughs> you know, now it's all just done through the Internet. Like if we yeah. can get connected through the there's, there's no passion, no state, no, no statecraft yeah, anymore. Yeah, there's no seducing scientists Mm-mm. it's all just Mm-mm. done through phishing scams it's a <laughs> damn emails it's a, it's a damn shame it's a damn shame yeah uh so 
the next thrilling thing that happens is Airwolf taking off in an atrocious day for night shot. <laughs> Inside, like, here's the thing: you can't do a day for night shot when the sky is blue. <laughs> Like, right. It has to be overcast, That's a little cloudy. Dude. You can't, you can't, you can't do. Uh, yeah, I know it's in the desert and all that stuff, but like, still, like, damn, it just looks so. It looks so ass. Uh, inside the lab, Diana praises Winchester's performance. Butter, butter, butter. Up, up, up. She's buttering him up, and she's like, you know, Hawk only won because of his experience and the fact that he's better than you. That's the only reason. <laughs> And like, what the fuck is that? He's only better because he knows how to fly better because he's been doing yeah. it longer. You know, Peyton like, Manning's only a better quarterback than me because of his, you know, years of experience ever since he was a child playing quarterback. But that's the only reason. Um, And he's like this got this uh, he's just got this intense jealousy because he was like the more bookish pilot and Hawk was the golden boy with the golden arm. And uh <laughs> She says that, well, what if you were able to fly like him? He's like, how could I what, to take on the mind of Hawk? She's like, no, the mind of the machine. Yep. As she drops the title of the episode. Uh-huh. It should actually the title card should show up at this uh-huh. point. It should just In say Airwolf font. Yeah. E1 uh, S1 E11 mind of the machine right there for <laughs> like 10 frames. So she goes, you know, when I was hooking up the Airwolf's telemetry, I noticed that there's like this kind of back door where Airwolf automatically keeps an extensive file of all their combat operations. Every time it goes into combat mode, it records detailed uh, uh, telemetry and and pilot information and data. And it would allow Winchester to study all of Hawk's moves in actual combat situations. Uh, she says she's, I think she says that she wants to make copies of Airwolf's files so they can look through them at their leisure. And he's reluctant because this is again, a massive breach of national security. But then she's like, Whoa, don't you want to be like Hawk? And he relents. So, uh, Airwolf then turns on remotely. This is some kind of remote backdoor she's using in the, it's K or as, as Hawk and, and uh, Dom are camping. And she starts downloading this raw combat footage. And it's kind of like right. a mini clip show. There, uh, these are presumably yes. every explosion that we've seen on Airwolf to date. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you'd get off of this combat data. Like the last <laughs> one second of gun, gun footage. Uh, you know. It turns out if you hit the uh, artillery piece with a rocket dead on, it's going to blow up. Wow. Oh, wow. Take okay. notes. Take notes. That's that's a key, a key fact. Um. And uh, Winchester gets this dreamy look on his face. It's like, it reminds me of something Moffat said. He says, Robert, my boy, Airwolf is very much a living thing. Right. And in, in, in more ways more than you can imagine. Yeah, it gets weird. And he's like, it is like a living thing because it has inside of itself DNA. And by DNA, I mean the complete construction schematics in his computer core. And I'm like, oh, I thought that, see, I thought they're going to some cool AI direction with this. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh, literally, like it, it can infect like your, it, it's going to infect the like channel seven news chopper with its AI at some point, And then yeah. slowly that'll turn into an airwolf. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, it'll be all air tiger and it'll uh-huh. be voiced by a deeper moduled version of Stringfellow Hawk. But I, I, so, but I'm like, this is kind of lame. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it contains construct. It contains a climber manual for Airwolf, essentially. Which, like, my understanding is, 
so like, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but take the Osama bin Laden raid in Pakistan, right? The United States lost a Black Hawk uh, helicopter in that raid and like blew it up mm-hmm. so that um, other governments can't study it, right? Right. You're you're telling me we're putting the entire, like, every piece of information required to build an airwolf is contained in the airwolf? If that thing ever crashed overseas, it would be like, they wouldn't have to reverse engineer it. They no. have the instruction booklet right, right. there. Um, well, you know, I think Moffat's crazy, and he believed in destabilizing the world. So maybe That's that was an intentional. excellent point. He's That's like, a- every time America goes mm-hmm. in some kind of third world adventuring and these are shot down, it's going to be another copy of Airwolf. It will That's be a so living funny. organism. <laughs> Airwolf. <laughs> Where's my latest dancing girl to torture to death? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking insane. So. Get over here, Gaddafi, you old son of a gun. <laughs> Airwolf's pregnant. I thought you should be the first to know. <laughs> Airwolf just got a bell pregnant <laughs> with its with its mind with its mind of its machine. Oh god. Remember when I said it's vulnerable in the refueling rod? <laughs> also its greatest weapon. So uh Diane does some jazzercise stretching outside the yes, lab, she does. which she I sure think does. It's, it's it's just to distract the guards, but it's just gratuitous. It's just I think it's so she can like hide her conversation she's having, I, yeah, on on the phone because she's like deep ends, boys. I'm not I'm not talking on a CB, just deep ends. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's gratuitous as hell. Uh, so she calls, uh, she calls, uh, Totoro on the radio and they give each other covert instructions about how they're going to steal Airwolf and deliver it, uh, and escape to Mexico City. And meanwhile, men are installing equipment on this jank civilian hospital or helicopter has been spray painted matte black and has several giant PVC tubes attached yeah, to its is- kids to look like rocket and gun pods. That's essentially like putting on makeup for Airwolf. Yeah, and this is this is essentially the op four of every fucking airwolf. It's always some lame Magnum PI looking helicopter, spray painted black or green or camo <laughs> with a bunch of PVC six inch PVC pipe strapped to it that make it look like it's got some kind of. And then the Dom will in this episode, he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's keeping up with airwolf. It must be a souped up version of a helicopter." Yeah, it's like they always have to make ex- excuses for the fact that guess what, airwolf can't go Mach one, right? So. <laughs> Uh, but they're installing a whole bunch of snooping data that's going to allow them to take remote control of Airwolf on the fly. Right. It's pretty good. Um, if this had worked, I think they would get like the spy medal of honor. It'd or be something. the coup of the century. Yeah. yeah. It would be great spiesmanship. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Dominate uh, and Hawk are camping under Airwolf. Dom is relaxing and uh, Hawk mentions that Michael, the Archangel, will be calling him soon. Which he does instantly, and Dom frets that uh, now he can hear radio waves. Aye, 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 aye. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> some light Dom and Hawk humor. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Airwolf comes, lands, lands uh, out in the desert where <laughs> Archangel has rented a, a, a white limousine to meet them. Oh, it has uh, to because be. He's of a course. Pimp. Yeah. He's a pimp. <laughs> he kind of is, isn't he? He kind of is a pimp, man. <laughs> uh, 
So he asks, hey, he's like, hey, we got dossiers and all those commandos that raided us last night. Do you recognize any of them? And Hawk recognizes the Russian John Turturro. And he's like, ah, it makes sense. It's a Russian who's been stealing a bunch of our technology, including the uh, uh, what the the sweep wing of the right. 14 Tomcat. Was that yes. what it was? I don't know. Some kind it's... of top secret government information. Yeah. And Hawk says, look, obviously I'm not dirty. Dom's not dirty. And I want you to consider that Winchester's not dirty. I don't know. It just like they just threw this line to make sure you know that Hawk's got Winchester's back now. It's like, I want, to, yeah, I want you guys to give him a fair shake. Right. He passed my sniff test. We're best friends now. I gave him an ocular pat down. He's cool. We've, no, we've known each other for a day and a half. He's my best friend. He's going to be my best man in my wedding. I said he's cool. He's cool, but- okay? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Archangel had a funny line here. He's like, relax, Hawk. We try traders the same as pickpockets. Everyone's got right. the same. It's like, it's uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Everyone's accountable under the law. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? Um, so there's another security breach as this jank ass helicopter flies over the range. It's chased by a Jeep with a 50 caliber machine gun. And those dudes are fucking killed. They're murdered by this black helicopter. No bailouts for these guys. They blow up. Um, Winchester goes into the lab and finds Diana loading up giant reel-to-reel data tapes that she's stolen from Airwolf. <laughs> and she explains they're going to be taken back to her country. Right, uh, which I guess is Russia, but... Yeah, she's, man, got, she's got a accent. pretty good American accent. There's not a Russian accent in this it's episode. It's like the Americans, man. It's like Carrie uh, Washington... Well, not Washington... Whatever the Carrie Carrie Russell, the one that's in uh, the Americans, like they they they've trained for years. She went to the Red Sparrow Academy of Russian Seduction. She speaks flawless English. I will take your word for it. She can probably, put, she can probably affect a pretty good British accent in case she needs to do some NATO work. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they briefly scuffle, and then the Russian John Turturro comes in and shoots Winchester for resisting. She frets over him, and he's like, it's not like you to be this sentimental, Gloriana. <laughs> Gloriana. Um, and she, not a Russian name. <laughs> she coldly says she doesn't need him, and she's back on the mission. So Archangel finds Winchester dying on the floor, and he tells them the agents have stolen the airwolf data. Archangel calls Hawk, who's on his way back to the lair, and fills him in and asks for help. Uh, and Hawk does a 180 and flips on the turbos to 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 ride to the rescue. Right. Um there's a really elegant and heroic version of the theme that's got like the little the, the horns and the symphony accompaniment that plays as Hawk swears his revenge for Winchester. You know, he's really pissed. He's committed now. It's, his best friend's been assaulted. <laughs> yeah, um, my new best friend. How dare you shoot my new best friend? I was gonna shoot him two days ago. And now I think it's cool. And you shot him. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you've spoiled our tragic bro story. <laughs> uh, so Airwolf comes in range and... Who's uh, going to teach me this cool sex thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh we my had to God. make one joke about it. 
Yeah, you had to. You had to. Uh, it, it's 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 been a, enough time. Couldn't just leave uh, it hanging there. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so let me mark that in case I want to <laughs> clean it up a bit. But I'll ah, we'll probably Fair leave enough. it. Up. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um. Uh, Gloriana spots Airwolf, but she's oddly unconcerned. She's, in fact, planning to lure them into her technology range to hijack it uh, and then destroy Airwolf so they'll it's have so the only funny. copy making she it more valuable. She goes so extra right here. She's like, well, if we can destroy Airwolf, then we'll have the only one. Ha ha ha. But it's like, you are about to get away with this heist, dude. You almost, You almost have it. They're just so confident that they can, they're, it's their confidence in their electronics. This is like, you know, a big <sighs> 80s theme because everyone's freaking out. Like, this is like the dawn of the ATM. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, machines are coming for our jobs in a real way. Robotics in factories, things like that. People are freaking out. And this, this is like, the Gen X perspective I need because yeah, that did not occur to me. Yeah. When he says flip off the computer, we're going back to Orville and Wilbur days. Right. Like you're supposed like the, the laid off factory workers like goddamn right. Mm. You know, is there a wave of like Neo Ludditism happening in like the eighties? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like that's the Ted Kaczynski was kind of formed in those years. So that's true. The number of Luddites formed is not zero. I don't think it's as bad today is about as bad as I've seen. Like we do feel like there's a growing Luddite movement in the country. Mm. Say that's why hipsters wear all those like Amish outfits and stuff. Right. Right. They're forsaking buttons for when. (laughs) <laughs> it all started no with the button. The Amish were yeah. right about that at all. That's true. I mean, think about it. Button on your shirt. Now, what's right in front of you on your keyboard? A Boom. bunch of buttons. Think buttons about it. Surrounding sheeple. you. Uh, the government is... sure doesn't want you to think about it. That's yeah. for damn sure. <laughs> they want you distracted. They don't want you thinking about it. Uh oh. What, uh, <laughs> what's on your TV remote, Aaron? Buttons. <laughs> buttons true mm-hmm. oh my god my finger is over my mouse left and right button oh they're everywhere anyway. uh so she manipulates air War- airwolf's radar to hide from them that gives uh russian john Taturo the drop on airwolf and he rakes airwolf with cannon fire but airwolf's armor holds Dom can't believe how glued onto their ass they are and then gloriana smugly explains that she's getting the live feed of their telemetry Every move the hawk makes, Russian John Taturo can copy mere seconds later. There's no way they can shake him. It's a good thing he was also like a highly qualified um, attack helicopter pilot, as well as being a Russian super spy. An international arms dealer. He's like a triple threat. Yeah, for real. So Hawk's like, fuck this, give me combat mode, but Airwolf won't respond, refuses to deploy his weapons, and calls his turbos offline too. Dom says, someone's pulled our teeth. Mm-hmm. Hawk says, deploy our guns manually. And Dom's like, I can do that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, he goes to work shutting off all our. Um, oh, 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 yeah, that's right. So Winchester's dying on the lab floor. Uh-huh. It's like, go cold. Fly cold. The fly cold. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? But Hawk I instantly understands. Yeah. I mean, shut down all the computers. Right. Which they uh, were doing earlier for fun when they were drunk. Yeah. So that was like their inside sort of a thing. Uh, playing and, it, they're flying cold. Yeah. Well, they they get some cold beers. They turn off all the co- communications and computers uh, and just fly around, you know, like the old days. Orville and 
Redenbacher, or whatever their names were. That's right. Uh, Levi made a good point uh, when we were watching this that when they turn off all the machinery, it stops playing the synth and it starts playing the the trumpet again. A really badass, like you know, got like a really uh, like a really strong bass line, and the, yeah, the trumpets. Um, and now I hawk display. He pulls out his icy glare, his icy helmeted glare, and you know oh, that's what fly cold means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flying as a dish best served cold. And Dom's back in engineering, and he's got his soldering kit out, and he's hot wiring connections, and you can see like boom, the missile pod bay door opens, and then he solders and he he, he cross wires and he jumps, and then boom, the missile pod pops out, and uh. Hawk is just on this guy's ass. He can't shake him. He fires a single rocket, just blows that helicopter yeah, to hell. It, and it turns into really, a, giant, rather fast. a giant plywood effigy that's dropped from about a 300-foot construction crane straight to the ground. I, glorious. <laughs> glorious. I, I gotta say, I didn't quite pay attention to that part before. Did you see it? Look at it. He'll drop straight down. Yeah, like it's like when he blows this thing up, you'll see it blow up and it'll split to to this helicopter wreckage just dropping out of the sky. Because again, I guarantee you they dropped it from a construction crane. I've seen that on Mythbusters 300 times. <laughs> well, yeah, it reminds me of uh, in uh, the Blues Brothers, how they just dropped <laughs> dropped cars from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. cranes. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like, oh, they jumped off a bridge. <laughs> it's like it's... Here comes everybody, watch. Oh, the steely glare. Oh my god, okay, that's really bad. (laughs) It just drops, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But hey, mid-80s, that was pretty fucking sexy, especially since we, I don't think I'd ever seen a helicopter blow up. They always, the the crashed beyond the Windows XP start screen. And it was like, Uh, yeah, it was like, (laughs) that was funny. It was only on the screen for like half a second, too. It was like, they didn't give you time to to freeze frame. They're not proud of that effect. (laughs) uh, You know, just just getting it out of there. Uh, Airwolf lands at the base and takes the stricken doctor to the hospital because, after all, what's faster than Airwolf? Uh, Unfortunately, Hawk is reluctant to use the full force of its turbos because he's afraid it'll injure the doctor further. Winchester weakly takes the stick from Hawk, taking control of Airwolf for a minute as he admires its uh, its flying before, and he gets a few mi- moments of bliss before he slips away. Yeah, and Hawk looks sweaty and thoughtful. <laughs> the sad horns good. play us out. Yeah, it was good. It's a good Airwolf episode. A damn near like an arch villain, you know, turned frenemy. Mm-hmm. The head to head face off. It's, you know, with the kind of like a, an evil version of Airwolf. I'm telling you. I think evil it was... versions of hero right. vehicles. Yeah. The, we got staples. Kit. We got the evil A team. Mm hmm. Uh, we got evil, sort of evil. Do you think the most Airwolf? popular greatest American hero will be an evil, evil. greatest American hero? Yeah, an it'll evil... be an evil special ed team turn. <laughs> A group of aliens drops off a uh-huh. yeah, an evil special ed teacher and an evil FBI agent <laughs> who's sober as a judge, by the way. Oh wow! Um, but uh, yeah, what is it? speaking of that? Because that's it. And unfortunately, I didn't have time to compile feedback. I, I, I imagine we got some. That's right. I have been head fire ass catching mode trying to plan for this uh, this. Uh, 
this this four day camping trip backpacking trip I'm taking. Be and safe. I'm just, I only be got like safe. two more hours before I got to go to sleep and, and and I gotta wake up everything fully packed. So I'm going to the gorge, our old stomping grounds. Oh hell yeah, very fun. I'll uh, text you a pic from one of the overlooks. Please do. But um, what is uh the greatest American hero? What is the greatest oh, greatest American hero? Uh, let me look that up real quick. Quick, real qu- real quick. While, while Jay's uh, looking that up, I will say that uh, if you want to send us feedback, feedback at baldmove dot or no, I'm sorry, Feeny at baldmove dot com is where you want to send it. And I was just thinking because like we always record the feedback and the episodes out of sync, so it's entirely possible people will hear me say I didn't have time to compile feedback. <laughs> And then oh. you get like 50 minutes of feedback because it'll be from three weeks from now when I had time to do it. So you never know. You never know. At least now you're covered. Matt from Mid-State New York says, I was listening to the latest Wait, episode. I didn't about- know there was a Mid-State New York. I know there's Upstate. It sounds like an Upstater that's in denial. <laughs> but, you know. Okay. Cause there's got there, yeah there's this, there's 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 this is like upstate New York kind of there's upstate New York and then there's New York City I've never ever in my life right. heard mid-state New York it's like this wilderness in between <laughs> yeah right and apparently uh, Matt plus like I think upstate doesn't they're, they're like pretty like a bougie but not, but bougie like Manhattan's bougie but like they're cool bougie right you're asking upstate the New wrong York is just kind of rural bougie um. <laughs> Matt, he he doesn't truck with that shit. He's from Mid-State. Yeah, Mid-State, baby. I love it. Since I was listening to the latest episode about the best MacGyver episode, and the theme song sounded exactly like the Rescue Rangers theme. Is he secretly financing the Roden Gain, or more likely was the composer for Rescue Rangers just a big MacGyver fan? Hell, he might have been the same composer. Yeah, right. Thanks for doing this highly, highly entertaining podcast. My cheeks have been sore multiple times from laughing so oh. hard. Have you heard the Rescue Rangers theme? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. It, it does have that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's find this. Let's actually let's actually not be lazy and do a little research here. All right. Giver theme song. I want to see the composers. Let's see. I'll look up Rescue Rangers. How do you even fucking find this out? Rescue seems composer. I, I'm getting Jeff Mark Mueller. Mueller. Well, uh, definitely not the same guy. Wait, I got Randy Eidelman. Uh, so under Jeff Pesquetto, he is also well known for being the singer of the theme songs to the 1980s Disney cartoon series Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers and DuckTales, both composed oh, so by, uh, by oh, Mark Muller. Mark, Mark Miller. Yeah. Who did? And, uh, ran- who did not do Greatest American Hero? Or no, it didn't do MacGyver. MacGyver oh. was written by uh, Randy Eidelman. Is the theme song of that? So yeah, no relation, but heavy, heavy inspiration and borrowing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chippendale uh, Rescue Rangers. That was a that was a banger of a theme song. Yeah, it's kind of infamous in bald move circles because I once confessed, like at the dawn of bald move, that I thought uh, Gadget was hot. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I did. She's a cute mouse girl. She was designed like, look at her. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for the kind words, Matt. I uh, like hearing that other people are catching our wavelength on these things. 
Uh, Jamie is up next, says, hey, guys, I know you've already done an IMDb best episode, but I happen to live with a certified MacGyver expert, a.k.a. my mechanical engineer husband who owns the entire series box set on DVD and claims all engineers love MacGyver. Well, they have to. Mm. They have to. Uh, He wanted to weigh in on the series. While he admits the show quality declines in later season, in his opinion, the season seven two-parter called Good Night MacGyver, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, like Michael Knight. seven and eight is the best. So here's the premise. After being knocked out by a falling piano, MacGyver goes back in time to hang out with King Arthur, who is Pete, his boss... And Merlin. It's yes. medieval MacGyver. Oh, man. That sounds way fun. It's an incredibly silly episode, but you also find out MacGyver's first name, which the show had not mentioned yet. Nothing like a big reveal six episodes before the end of the series. <laughs> uh, In a Merlin flashback piano knockout episode. That's hilarious. This does sound kind of awesome. Maybe we can take a maybe we can take a second poke or third poke at MacGyver in season three. Yeah, definitely. Um, my husband also says that the A Team theme is way better than MacGyver one, but not better than Knight Rider, for which I think he's incorrect. The Knight Rider theme slaps the hardest. Have you guys settled on in which '80s action TV theme is the best? I don't think we both come to a mutual agreement. I we we both think Knight Rider's a banger. Yeah. I have a hard time deciding whether I like Knight Rider or Airwolf better. And then I think right under that tier, you have Dukes of Hazard, and then <laughs> A-Team, and then Greatest American Hero. I, I think Greatest American Hero is shit. It's bad. It's, it's a good fit. song. Yeah, it's just not a but it's, theme song. Yeah, it's not my kind of my kind of song. I think A-Team yeah. deserves to be way higher than you have it on its list, and I have Knight Rider as a number one easy not even close. Where do you have Airwolf? Uh, hum, hum the Airwolf one for me for a second. I got that below A team. That's great. So I think Consensus Night Rider is the best theme song of the slate. Yeah. It's the closest to consensus we're going to come. I think so, yes. We'll leave it at that uh, before it comes to blows. <laughs> Matt says, obviously you guys should at some point cover Quantum Leap. It's an 80s of a show as ever existed. Uh, thanks for coming, uh, covering some of our old favorites. Cheers. Thanks, Matt. Um, I would be down, because here's the thing. I, I never saw Quantum Leap. It seems like I should have. I was a big <laughs> Star Trek kid. And, like, I feel like that's very Trek-adjacent. Like, it's in the Doctor Who, Star Trek, you know, kind of, like, nerdy kids gravitated to that kind of shit. But for some right. reason, I never watched it. I've um, seen episodes of it, but I've never really given it a, a close look. Yeah, it's funny, because I was watching the video for Red Letter Media's coverage of uh, the final, the finale of Picard this week, and they talked about Quantum Leap a couple of different times, and mm. it's, it seems to be uh, kind of a cultural touchstone for them. So yeah, I'd, I'd be down. Again, I don't know what our format for season three is going to be. We've, do you want to, do you want to like, um, nah, let's leave all that for next week. <laughs> yeah. Let's leave yeah, all definitely. that for next week. Um, okay, that's going to do it for us here going to do it for us here at the, the old Mr. Feeney. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? Feeney at ballmove.com. Uh, Jay, what is the greatest, greatest American hero? I'm still looking. I'm still looking. 
Well, someone recommended Wizards and Warlocks, which yeah, I'd like for you to know that what, what, what that what that rating is and then like what the best one is so we can have some for whatever you know, reason, normally it's really easy to find. Sometimes you got to go rogue. You got to not listen to the listeners. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So there's one called Divorce Venusian Style. Oh, that well, that actually <laughs> sounds pretty awesome. Let me after a large after it... a loud argument with Bill, Ralph quits the hero business and turns to his super suit. And turns in his super suit, unbeno- unknown to both men, a gang of neo-Nazis plans to murder them. <laughs> uh, that one sounds pretty fun. <laughs> I know, but okay, what's the Wizards and Warlocks one? Can, can you find that? Uh, let me, uh, real quick. Greatest American Hero Wizards and Warlocks. What episode is that? Uh, season three, episode ten, Wizards and Warlocks. Uh oh, what's that uh, rating? Seven point three. Uh, what is this one rated at? This one is rated at seven point three. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the synopsis. I'm just gonna read it. When an Arab prince who is the country study who's it who is the country studying disappears. That's a typo <laughs> on the website. Yeah. Bill tries to find him with help from Ra- Ralph. They learn that he is taking part in a game called Wizards and Warlocks, wherein someone gives him a task to do. Now the people who are trying to grab the prince have taken the dot 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 read all. I've taken the only person who knows what the prince is doing, so Ralph and Bill have to turn to the only person who might know where the prince is, the man who created the <laughs> game. Like, okay, come on. Like, okay, so uh, D- let's Do you say- see the screenshot of the skull yes, with the I candle? Do. This it's looks awesome. pretty fucking satanic panic possibility the other one has oh, some of the photos some of the photos from this episode boy i don't know man that looks like a lot of fun too and fun it's like like cross you know like we can we can talk about D. yeah let's do wizards and we warlocks talk about like 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 the show itself doesn't have to be so entertaining because we can I, fill in the gaps i love the idea that like um a college student goes missing, right? The, his last known location, he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. So they're like, we have to get Gary Gygax. Only he can help <laughs> us solve this case. Oh, man. It's like, they no, actually he probably got, got hit by a car. If they actually got Gary to do it, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. You got this dork that looks like Bill Gates in a fez with like a lightning bolt and a silver star. I guess he's the dungeon master. That's probably I, I, vote for, I, I vote for Wizards and Damn, uh, Warlocks. Seconded. Passes. All right. Stamp it. Uh, this is, would you say season three? 310. Uh, 310. All right, cool. I think. So yeah, we'll be doing season three, episode 10, Greatest American Era, Wizards and Warlocks next week. Check it out on your favorite streaming service if you want to do some uh, pre-show boning. Uh, boning up on boning up on the pre-show. Uh, okay. Also, or or you could show up on Tuesday night, where most That's of the true. time Jay shows up and watches. He screens the the episode that you're going to be yeah. watching. We get a pre-watch. Uh, That's like a chill hang. We crack wise and stuff. It's it's good times. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, check that out at uh, Jay. Where do they find you? I'm on Twitch. Um, blue underscore J underscore streams as was mentioned earlier, and um, I'm back on YouTube. I got some bald move love 
in the comment section today. So thank you uh, for oh, checking right that to out. the rescue. Nice. That's nice. Coffee from T. Capistan. So uh, check me out on YouTube. Coffee from T. Capistan. T. C. A. P. I. S. T. A. N. That's exclusively um, to catch a predator content. So <laughs> if you're not interested in watching to catch a predator, maybe not for you. But, uh, but you have to if, be respectful in yeah. discussing. We do not threaten, bully, or harass <laughs> on the channel. We get here by YouTube's community uh, conv- guidelines. Convicted, convicted, convicted child molesters. We don't. Yeah, we, you got to show them. Um, you know, the, the community guidelines worth the respect. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Feeny at BaldMove.com is uh, how you send in feedback. Follow Jay uh, on Twitch.tv slash Blue underscore J underscore Streams. That's going to be it for this week. We'll see you next week for the greatest, greatest American hero, or I don't know, the one that sounded most fun to us. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jay McCain. And hey, Kit, why don't you hit the ejector seat? Ah, Uh-oh, it's a propeller. (laughs) We died in that one. It's just a simulation. Oh, okay, thank God. (laughs) 